I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That, a podcast where we're going to discuss a film that we feel may be underrated, underappreciated, or we just wanted to talk about it. Uh, I'm Josh Hallam and I'm here as always with Alice Oliver. Alice, how are you? I'm very well, thank you Josh, and yourself? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, Well, we're joined by another fantastic guest today, he's a DJ, Um, he's interviewed us, now we're interviewing him, (laughs) Uh, Jermaine Foster, how are you mate? Very well, man. Thank you very much, Josh. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, it's it's a pleasure. We were just talking before we started recording then, and uh, I believe this is your first podcast? It's my first one where I'm on this side, yeah. As a, uh, well, as a, yeah, as a guest. I've been on before as like a host or something, yeah, but yeah. it's the first time being a guest, so I'm, I'm excited. That's cool, that's cool. Well, we'll uh, yeah, well, hope it's a good experience. <laughs> yeah. I do, I'll I'll do you into it. To take over. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, we start with a random question as we do every week. Uh, so I'll come to you first, Alice. Alice, what was your favourite TV show as a kid? Kid, kid, I mean, not like, you know, 15 or whatever. Uh, so there's, I mean, there's two that really spring to mind. So Rugrats and The Animals of Farthing Wood. But Ew. I reckon... What a show. <laughs> um, I have got great taste. <laughs> you always have, yeah. always have, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if, if I had to pick one, though, I would go with Farthing Wood because... I remember on more than one occasion it made me cry. And yeah. I've always, always... That's what you're looking for? Like, That's what you're looking for in a kid's TV show, isn't it? Well, I just think it's really... Uh, really I'm says so something. Oh, yeah. Animals, Animals of Farthing Wood was the Game of Thrones of my childhood. Oh, my God, yeah. That's a great way of putting it. The hedgehogs an animal, died. An, an animal died every episode. Do you every remember? Episode. Do you remember, Jermaine? Do you remember Bold, who was one of the fox cubs, when he died... That was traumatizing. I was think he, a couple he, of the fox cubs died. Actually, that, was he the one that left the family? And then, yeah, he saw. And then oh came my god, back. He, he did like a Prince Harry. He yeah, sort of he absconded, told, he didn't he? Found a wife and stuff. Oh yeah! Oh my god, I have got to go back and watch this. <laughs> there, was, there, was an ep- there was one episode of that where the, I think it was the Kestrels, and the yeah. wife got killed by the farmer, and the husband found her because he saw her cooking on the windowsill. It was what? just his wife, God, yeah. like his, fr- his, his fried wife or his roasted wife, 
was just on the windowsill. <laughs> it was so dark, but there were so was many, so, like... It was brilliant. I feel like ex- describing it like the Game of Thrones of, of, like, animals as well. That is a brilliant way to describe it. But there were so many moments like this. And obviously, you know, it had a really powerful message behind it about, like, the environment and stuff, because mm-hmm. the reason that the animals were sort of migrating, I suppose, from their home in Farthingwood to White Deer Park was because it was getting all filled in to become, like, shops and roads and stuff. And so it was all about their journey to White Deer Park. But yes, so emotional, so much animal death. And and like you had a brilliant villain in the blue foxes, and then it was like the blue foxes against the red foxes, like the Starks and the Lannisters, yeah. all kind of things it really like that. Was. Yeah. I mean, they, they even made a pact amongst themselves that the animals of Fatherwood wouldn't eat each other. They did, because, didn't they? Because they had a fo- the fox was the leader and they had all these little animals and they would easily the snake. It was like the snake that wanted to eat them all but didn't. Brilliant. Oh, amazing. Amazing yeah, show. Yeah, because they thought, the rab- was it the rabbits who thought that Fox had eaten one of them, but it turned out it wasn't him and it was actually Lady Blue who was the blue fox because someone yeah, was like going round. Yeah, someone was going round spreading rumours. <laughs> they were like, we saw Fox eat the rabbit and everyone was like, Fox, you <laughs> ate my wife. How dare you? And then it turned out, no, he didn't do it. And then the oh, rabbit man. like was all like, I'm so sorry, Fox. I should never have questioned your leadership. Oh, brilliant. Fox sends Snake, the um, Adder, the Snake, to do a hit on the Blue Fox. Like, Fox actually sends Snake to kill him. She didn't just do that off her own back, did she? No, she did it while he was. He went for a drink in the river, didn't he? And he put yeah. his little paws in the river and then she comes along. And even that was really traumatic, even though he was like the villain. But as he was dying, and because they had their own children, and it was their female cub. That, that got with bold foxes. the red yeah, fox, wasn't it? Son. Oh wow! <laughs> anyway, yeah. so I, we could do a whole episode yeah. on that, yeah. couldn't anyway, we? Let's do a separate episode. <laughs> of oh, <laughs> anyway, sorry, Josh. What's yours? Do you <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've been affected by any of the issues discussed in this episode, then I, I just forgot. I just forgot how oh, good it God. was. Uh, um, yeah. Mine. I don't. I, I don't think I watched that. I've heard of it, but mine was. Um, I think it was. Just You've top, never seen top, it. Don't think so. But I don't know. You, you two seem to have a photographic memory from a TV show from thirty years ago. <laughs> it was traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think mine was just Thomas the Tank Engine. Mm. Um, which, which also, also is also pretty dark because I think there's an episode of that where one of the trains is naughty and they wall him up in a tunnel. Yeah, Henry, Henry <laughs> the green engine, Morty. But they seem to live forever. So there's just this tortured train living in a in like a living hell with its eyes poking out of a tunnel. Did he ever get out? Yeah, I don't know. Probably still there. <laughs> still there now. <laughs> <laughs> no, National Rail are crap. Um, poor, poor thing. But uh, yeah, what about you, Jermaine? This is going dark. Um, are you gonna? <laughs> you know what? Funnily enough, I was actually going to say Animals of Farthingwood is one of mine. I was going to say that. But when I was a kid, I was a huge Ninja Turtles fan. Uh, like, yeah. like crazy huge. Yeah. Like every single thing I owned had a Ninja Turtle on there in yeah. some way or some form. Everything was Ninja Turtles. So that was great. Ninja Turtles are great. I, I think I'll, I'll go with that. Ninja Turtles or Animals of Father Wood. Oh, there we very go. Very different, kind of very different shows there, aren't you? Because the Turtles, it was like, it was quite cool, wasn't it? And they mm. were like these sort of you know, teenager kind of type. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. just kind of cocky and stuff. And then obviously the really sort of traumatising, emotional journey of the animals of Farley Woods. So yeah, you're getting everything you need in both those shows. Who's who's the best turtles, man? 
Well, I've gone through phases, Josh. I've gone yeah. through phases as as I've matured in life. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was a when I was a young man, I was all about Michelangelo because he's the fun one, you know. Yeah. But then oh, as dude. you get older, you realise that it's all about Raphael. Raphael, absolutely. That's what you know. As you get older, you realise that. So yeah. Think, I think, think once you get more, even older, it becomes Donatello and then Splinter. Maybe. Maybe like, yeah. Yeah. Ask me when I'm 80 and I'm all about <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to be the I want to be the giant rat who's in charge of all. That's what I want to be. <laughs> so uh, we'll move on to talk about this week's film, uh, which Jermaine has picked, which is Just Friends from 2005. So Jermaine, what's it about and why did you pick it? Uh, just Just Friends is I I just love this film. If I'm honest, I just love it. I just love it. Love it. Love it. Um, it was a difficult decision because I love films so much and I had so many films I could have chose, but I'm, I went with this one. Um, it's basically about a, um, it's got, it stars Ryan Reynolds. Um, when Ryan Reynolds was a younger man, he was very unconfident. He was overweight and he was in love with his best friend. And he ended up in what we now know as the friend zone, but back then that term wasn't really a thing so he basically was in love with his friend and didn't do anything about it and was just her best friend and that was it he gets really embarrassed as a kid by when he decides to share his feelings with her leaves the town he was born in because he's so embarrassed and then comes back I think like 10 years later and he's the Ryan Reynolds that we know now like you know all all good looking and Ryan reynolds and <laughs> sets out on a mission to get her back like alright now I'm now I'm fit, Ryan Reynolds. I can win her, win her over. But then he just he realizes that he's still he might look completely different, but he's still this geeky little kid, and it's just hilarious. I just I just find it so funny. So did you, did you pick this one from a point of view if you just want to talk about it? Or do you think it's underrated or underseen or anything like that? Um, I think it's I think it's maybe I think it might be underseen. I think it's underrated, but I think it's one of those films actually where people have seen it. Forgot they've seen it, and then when you when you see it again, like, oh, I have actually seen this film. Yeah, because there's a few minutes, there's a few moments in it that will kind of stick in your head. Mm. But I, yeah, I do think it is kind of underrated, and I do think it's kind of it's aged not so badly. A lot of stuff from that era now, because of the language we use and stuff, they haven't aged well. Whereas this one, I think they they probably call each other gay a couple times, mm. but apart from that, apart from that, it's not you know, overly on PC, if you know what I mean. No, I'd, I'd agree with that. Because I, 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 I don't I don't think I'd seen this, but I remember it coming out because I remember the whole friend zone thing becoming a term Ooh. that everybody used. Yeah, I probably did go in thinking, oh, this will have aged as badly as you know. Like we did um, a couple of months ago, what did we do, Alice? We did 40 Days and 40 Nights. And that was like every character in it. 40 Days and 40 Nights. Josh Hartnett can't oh, have sex. For them. sex yeah. yeah. And, and it's just it's every. Bad. Oh, yeah. it's oh, bad. Every, yeah. every character so in it bad. is doesn't just the, sex. Doesn't obsessed. the woman rape him at the end? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. 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 Horrendous. <laughs> Hilarious. And there's no repercussions. <laughs> just, she never, you know, she uh, never gets her comeuppance. It's, it's played off as a joke. Hilarious stuff. Male rape. Yeah. You love a bit of that. Uh, so I was, I did go in expecting it to be to have aged poorly, but I hadn't seen it, and I think I was, I was quite pleasantly surprised. What about you, Alice? Had you seen this one before? 
I hadn't seen it, but I I thought I had because I thought it was. I think I got it confused with like no strings attached mm. and friends with benefits and that sort of thing. And then when it started, the image of uh, Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit felt really familiar. So I was like, oh, have I seen this? But I don't think I had, or mm. if I did. I've completely forgotten about it. Like you mm. said, Jermaine, it might have been one of those things where I'd seen it and mm-hmm. kind of just not really paid attention. But no, didn't see it. But you can kind of, you can sort of get the gist of what it's all going to be about very early on in the film because yeah. Ryan Reynolds is in a fat suit. Mm. So you know, okay, well, eventually he's not going to be in a fat suit. Like they've hired one of the most <laughs> handsome actors in Hollywood to do this for a reason. So you can kind of get where it's going to go quite early on, I think. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And it's not that, you know, it is it's, it is there to to be a, a funny sort of heartwarming rom-com, isn't it? It's not trying to change the world or anything. So having watched it, Alice, what, did you, what do you think? What do you like about it? Um, So I think the things that I liked most about it were Samantha and Dusty, the characters. Uh, <laughs> so Samantha, played by Anna Faris, I just, I thought... She was the funniest part of it for me. Not Definitely. only because it's it's a great kind of depiction of the ridiculousness of celebrity. And I think like the first moment that you're introduced to her, um, you know, she's doing this advert where she's like, <laughs> yeah. we're helping third world countries yeah. and all this. And it's just like, ugh. And it's just so reminiscent of, you know, celebrities that will kind of go and do that. Just, you know, just that sort of vapid, hollow, like, do-gooder sort of thing. Um, And she had just a lot of really great moments. There was one moment where they're in the shopping mall with uh, Chris, who's played by Ryan Reynolds. Uh, So she's in a shopping mall with his brother and he accidentally tasers her with her own (laughs) taser. She falls off the balcony, obviously injures herself. And then she has a bit of a concussion or whatever. And I think that she's on like some heavy medication for the pain. And she sat in Ryan Reynolds's room, squirting tubes of toothpaste (laughs) into her mouth. And I was like... That's disgusting. Like, it pretty much made me gag, but I thought it was so, so funny. And I just, I think Anna Faris is really, really good. And I think she's, like, putting a lot of effort and a lot of energy into that character to make her just, like, really absurd and just so over the top. So I really liked her. And then Dusty's character I thought was great. Because I I feel like I haven't seen Chris Klein in that much. So you get him in... So he's in American Pie, isn't he? Mm-hmm. In the first two. And then I, I don't know if he's in the other ones. Um, so he starts off, he's very similar to Ryan Reynolds' character. Like, he's very self-conscious. He's got loads of acne. Like, he he doesn't feel super confident with the women. Mm-hmm. But he also fancies Jamie, who is Ryan Reynolds' love interest. And then he has this brilliant glow-up where he then becomes, you know, the Chris Klein that everybody's used to. And the way they introduced his character, I thought was brilliant. So they're at the ice skating rink. because oh, That is so my it's a cr- favourite scene. It's so it's so brilliant, isn't it? So she falls down. So it's a Christmas film, we should probably mention. Yeah, I was expecting so it's all that. set kind was not of in that. and around Christmas in New Jersey. So there's tons of snow and ice. So they're at this ice skating rink. And Jamie sort of falls down like this little kind of hill or like this little mound. And then she comes back over the top being carried by Dusty, by Chris Klein's character, in like a proper Baywatch style, like swept back hair. He's wearing a paramedic's outfit and he's just like, oh, here he is, your movie star (laughs) boyfriend or whatever. And I just thought that was a great introduction. Then obviously he's like playing, you know, the nice guy and stuff. And then he turns out to be a massive douchebag anyway. Um, So those two characters for me really stood out. And I think they were my favorite things about the film. 
Yeah, I love those two. Anna yeah. Faris is one of the most underrated actors working today. I think. definitely. I've watched her do everything. She's definitely. just so she's just so funny, and like like you say, she always she's always completely believable, and she does that wide she, the wide eyed sort of you know innocence that she does in like the scary movies, but then she also does this sort of thing really well as well. Like she yeah. doesn't just friends, and she really dials it up to eleven for that character. And um, yeah, yeah I, she was the highlight for me. I thought, yeah. So, um, yeah. but I thought all the performances were pretty good. Like, I, th- I thought that um, obviously Anna Faris is good. I thought that Ryan Reynolds is because you, you don't get many rom coms where there's more than one person who is like the foil who is always falling over and getting hurt and stuff. And this mm-hmm. isn't afraid to do that. You know, it's not afraid to be like, you know, Ryan Reynolds is, you know, he gets hurt all the way through the film. The scene where they play hockey on the lake or whatever it is, it's just hilarious. Like, yeah. And, and his like, whole, his whole meltdown in that scene to me, like when he's, cause it's like, it's like a really traumatizing experience for him. Cause he's suddenly, he's, he knows he's a really good hockey player and the kids really taunt him. Like a real hockey can play anything. Cause he has to have these really terrible renter skis or renter shoes. And it's just that moment of, I've had enough of this. I'm not having these kids tease me anymore. I'm going to show you how good I am. And he just goes mental. <laughs> Starts slap, slapping the kids in the head. And, oh, it's just amazing. Oh, I love it. Right. It's great. And then, and then, when he's, then, then when he's in the ambulance and the thing falls on him, and it's such an old joke, man gets hit, man gets hit in the bollocks and something, but it stands the test of time, just like a man getting hit in the bollocks with a, can, a gas canister or whatever this, it is. The second fall when they, um, when they let go of the, um, the stretcher that he's kind of tied into, mm. and he slides down this, this slide that suddenly has just appeared, and he falls face first into the ice, and... I just love that. They turn it over in his whole mouth and face is just dismantled. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like and I like that there was um there was lots of physical slapstick comedy in, but like you say, there was lots of there was satirical stuff with Anna Faris's character, the sort of like you say, Alice, the oversexualization of a pop star or the fact that they're always involved in an issue that they want to put their name to. And then I thought there was some good sort of gags in it as well, some interesting gags. Like I liked the ongoing battle between him and his brother. Really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, so and yeah. then they say I love you at the end though so it's kind of like you yeah. sort of forgive everything that's yeah. happened before and then at the end they're just like they sort of whisper to each other like I love you and he's like I love you too I thought that was really cute <laughs> and like you said, it is very physical though isn't it like yeah. it's like you said it's very slapstick and there's a lot of very gross out comedy as well like when they're when the brothers are fighting like he goes to spit on him and obviously you've got oh, yeah. it when his teeth get like caved in and there's blood everywhere and then Anna Faris with the toothpaste because then she goes to she sort of spits it all up on Ryan Reynolds's face <laughs> it's just it's so gross Jermaine is that what you do you like that sort of thing like do you like that kind of physical comedy the sort of grossness of it um yes and no I mean I like I, I don't know actually I'm not too sure I mean I like I liked the comedies of that era, like that kind of time frame of, was it like early 2000s? 2005, was, yeah. Yeah, there's like a lot of comedies coming out at that time and I just, I found, I just found them really funny but this particular one has always stuck with me because I just, something about it just, and maybe probably because I know, I think as guys, we've probably been in that situation. I know I, I definitely have. Yeah. Where, especially when I was in school and younger where, you know, you, were friends with a girl and you really liked her, but you just couldn't do anything about it because you were you were a friend. Mm. And I just I just I, I just love that film. I just think it's so brilliant. 
So it's obviously got a lot of nostalgia for you as well, hasn't it? Because you, because totally. it's, you know, it's fifteen, it's sixteen years old or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I, and I also was quite surprised. I know we've already touched on this. I thought it would have aged a lot worse than it has, but it, I don't. I don't think it has. There's a few things, like you say. There's a bit of sort of like what you'd say is um, is we've touched on before. Is like gay panic. You know, you're gay and all mm-hmm. this, which is obviously it's not okay, but. It's a lot better than, for example, Forty Days and Forty Nights, or American Pie, or mm-hmm. the sort of comedies that were from from around the time. And I and I quite liked it as well. I thought that it had a lot of heart to it. I thought there was there was some quite interesting messages about. I get. I know it sounds cheesy, but like not changing yourself. You know, he goes away to, and comes back to to be what he thinks she wants him to be, and actually, what she wants him to be is what he was. Which is, yeah. you know, more sweet and kind and not, you know, essentially a, a bit of a, a dick. And I quite like that as it goes on, he mellows up. You know, it starts off and he is that sort of sex-obsessed, womanizing character. And then as it goes on, he does, I don't know, he, he, I suppose he's humbled by going back yeah. to, to where he's from, isn't he? And and Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What I liked about it is, and again, I know we've already sort of touched on this, is that a lot of protagonists at the time are like he is at the beginning, but they don't change. Whereas this highlights that idea of being sex obsessed and a womanizer and, you know, materialistic and treating women as objects. Except it addresses that as a bad thing, which a lot of them don't, and I quite like that. I think that I think that's why it's not aged as badly as other ones is that they they take the the sort of trope of the time and go, yeah, but it's a bad thing, and mm-hmm. highlight that, and I think that's really interesting. I don't know what do you think, Alice? Yeah, like you're definitely the film doesn't lead you to sympathise with Chris, so Ryan Reynolds' character and Dusty, who are both a lot of the time being 
like douchebags basically and they're sort of putting all the onus on on the women it's like oh it's her fault that she's not attracted to me or whatever but it doesn't paint that as a good thing and Jamie's character is meant to be or she come across to me as very likable like she is she does she is just like quite a nice person like she's quite humble you know she's a teacher in training and she works the bar just to kind of make extra cash and stuff and she just feels very genuine genuine through the whole thing but they do poke fun at Ryan Reynolds and at Chris Klein and and there I guess it is kind of like a, a depiction of toxic masculinity because they are quite toxic and a lot of the time they aren't being very nice and some of the things that Ryan Reynolds says like are really derogatory to women and like you know how you've got to play them and it's like oh you know you can only date them at night because you need to have sex with them and all this <laughs> stuff but it's like they are punished for that and it's almost as if that's where the physical comedy comes in. It's like, it's a good way to punish those guys. It's like, well, okay, you can talk to women like that, but I'm going to kick your teeth in. And now your veneers are ruined. Ha! Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that too. Like the whole thing of that saying, oh, you got to go on nighttime dates. You can't go on day dates. But then, you know, I love the fact that he set all these rules that he's adamant you have to follow. But then when he ends up going home and meeting Jamie, he ends up breaking all of his rules because he actually likes her. So I like the fact that you know, like you were saying with the heart there, like, I think because it's Ryan Reynolds and he, you know, he's this attractive guy, this funny guy, I think the film could have gone a certain way where they could have carried on that and really played on that womanizing side and the, the funny side. But the fact that after all of that, and when he has his moment to actually get with her, you know, he, he suddenly realized, he suddenly starts to think, okay, well, what's going to happen, you know, tomorrow? And then he suddenly realizes, well, I don't, I actually don't just want to sleep with this girl. I actually really love this girl and I want to, I see myself in the future with her, so I can't do anything. And the conversation he has with his friend where he actually even says himself, like, you know, I can't do this because, oh, I'm a friend. And then he knows, like, I am just, we are just friends, you know? Yeah. It's 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 nice that it's an experience. It's it's a, it's about being humble, isn't it? He he goes away and builds himself this flash life in LA, where he's got you know all the best clothes and he's got this great job. And then he comes back to his hometown. And and what what he sort of what I noticed about it is that he is the only one who seems to have left. Yeah. So when yeah, he comes back, everyone there. is still there. The guy who was the bully at high school is now you know not a bully because he's bald and he's <laughs> drunk and he's fat and all that an sort of thing. An alcoholic, much, yeah. yeah. His friends have got married. He's clearly not a very good friend to them too, by the way, because he comes back and they're like, we got married, we got a kid. And they're like, oh, it's like, yeah. supposed to be his best friends. But anyway, but, you know, and, and, and like, I guess, and we mentioned this in other episodes, haven't we, Alice, is that it's almost a, a film about being happy with what you've got. And I like that. I think we touched on it with Happy Go Lucky, didn't we, Alice? But, but you know, I like that. I think that's one of the appeals about other, if you think about sitcoms like Gavin and Stacey, it's just a sitcom about people living their lives yeah. and just being happy with what they've got and just sort of tootling along. And I really like that because I think it's it's nice to see that because it's very relatable, I suppose. Yeah. I love the fact of, because um, me, myself as well, moving, you know, here to Liverpool from from Birmingham, you have that whole, you move away from home and you do change and you kind of grow and develop and adapt. But then when you go home, you know, I totally, I totally feel that same way as him. When you go home, you feel like you've grown, mm. but then your friends and family and stuff just bring you right back to the, you know, to who you were before, you know, you, as much as, as, you know, as advanced or as developed as you think you are and as grown as you think you might be, once you go home and around the people that know you and grew up with you, you end up just falling back into the role that yeah. you had before. And, you know, I love that. Like he said, when he got home, you know, he rented this Porsche 
and he wants it to be this really cool slick dude but by the end of it he's in like he's got a retainer in his mouth and he's wearing Christmas jumpers and he's yeah. he's riding a bike around to her house and <laughs> you know it's all just fallen away and he's back to what he was yeah, all the airs and graces have gone away and he's just back to that mm-hmm. sort of ho- it's like like you say I- I'm the same when you go home you know, even if you you go from a city to wherever you're from, even if it's another city, you're still sitting in your mum and dad's house and they'll be like, right, you're making a brew then. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm back. You know, <laughs> it's not like, yeah. nothing, it's like, like nothing changes. Just You just go back into that familiar role, don't you? It's like, uh, mom, do you know, I don't make the cheese anymore. The cheese for me these days. <laughs> yeah. I have a runner to do that. Yeah, Thank get, you. Get me a cappuccino. Get me a cappuccino. Come on. <laughs> what do you mean it's tea in a tea bag? Haven't you got a strainer? amateurs yeah one of them something else I really liked about it was that some of the moments were just like it really does border on the absurd like some of the scenarios that the characters find them in are just absolutely bonkers and and sort of like they're almost like it almost becomes I guess some of the comedy just becomes absurd in some of the scenarios. But one bit that really stood out in my head, because I just thought it was so funny, was it's just before they go ice skating and Ryan Reynolds' character goes to his mum's garage and he's looking through all the boxes and he's like, Mum, where's my ice skates? And she's like, well, I threw them out. Why would I keep them? But he's looking amongst boxes and boxes of all his old stuff. There's like baseball gloves. There's like all this sports paraphernalia. And in his bedroom, in his old bedroom, is this mural or this shrine that he has to Jamie with all the pictures on there, like the letters he's written to her, and literally everything else is exactly the same. But it's like, oh no, but the ice skates had to go. And there's just a few moments like that. The mum, I think, is really funny. And sort of she's like a bit, it's almost she's like a a bit at a loose end, isn't she? Because he never (laughs) visits. Like he hasn't been there in the 10 years that he's moved out and his parents have divorced now. So his dad's not really in the picture. So she's in quite... And at one point she's hoovering the wooden floor. I thought that was funny. (laughs) What appears to be like nine o'clock at night. She seems to be be hoovering it like the middle of the night. When she picks up the phone, when he's on the phone. And I I just remember that as a kid with the same thing. Like, you know, she picks up the phone. Joyce? 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 <laughs> like, she's like, what are you doing, Chris? What are you doing at Joyce's house? I'm not at Joyce's <laughs> house, Mom. I'm upstairs. I'm on the phone. It's always the same as well in films, isn't it? They go back to their mum and dad's house and their bedroom hasn't changed. I mean, I don't know about you, but my, like, your bedroom's at your parents' house is still mine, the same. Mine is exactly the same. And oh, I've is told it really? My my, I've told my mom, Mom, please change this room. Because <laughs> people are going to think I've died. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly the same. It's so strange when I go home. It's exactly the same. Yeah, what about you, Alice? Is it still the same? No, Pictures of Keanu no, Reeves parents... on the wall. No, not anymore, sadly. I brought I brought all those with me. Um, now, my parents have moved twice since, uh, oh, since I moved out. Uh, so, yeah, so there's nothing nothing the same. Barely even, but you'd barely even know I lived there. I know, do, you, do, you, do you still have an allocated space, at least? Well, they, they'll pull out the sofa bed in the in my dad's man cave. Yeah, same. If, we, if I ever yeah. go over to stay. So I'm just like crushed on this tiny little bed. But, you know, that'll yeah, I mean, do. That's, that's, I still get a coffee brought to me in the morning. So. That's that's our setup as well. We're in on a sofa bed in the office. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. My mum clearly loves me still then. <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah my, my, our parents cannot stand us. <laughs> yeah. Don't want you to come back. There won't yeah. even be a sofa bed next time. It's like, oh, you're coming over again. again. <laughs> my, my dad kicked off the other week because he found out I had, a, I had a key for the house. 
I was like going to get some golf clubs or something and he was like he was like oh do you need a key I was like no I've got a key why have you got a key I was like because I lived here for 18 years <laughs> golf clubs yeah la dee da what can I say I'm a man of I'm a man of leisure in that I played golf once for a stag do a few weeks ago <laughs> So we'll move on to talking about anything that we perhaps might change about the film or that we didn't like. Um, I'll come to you first, Jermaine. Is there anything, or for you, is it just all nostalgia, great comedy? Uh, do you know what? I've watched it and loved it for so long. I can't think of anything, but maybe if you say something, I might agree. Mm, mm, yeah, oh, off, yeah. the, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. I just... Yeah. Maybe it, was, it, it could have been longer. <laughs> yeah, fair. fair, fair. And that's, it's not often we get that. Uh, that feedback from film. What was the other? What was the film we did? It was like could have been longer. Oh, pop star. I saw, pop yeah, star. I said that about never stop, never stop. I just want, I want hours and yeah, hours of that TV show oh, of it. Gosh, uh, yeah. So funny that. Yeah. Uh, what oh, about you, Alice? Is. is there anything you'd change? Uh, like you've already touched on, so a lot of quite homophobic language and the idea that being gay is bad mm. and the idea that if you don't immediately have sex with a woman, then you must be gay. Yeah. Um, they use the word retard, yeah, I think, a few yeah. times, and Ooh. obviously the word fag. Um, so that's not really great. Um, so I didn't find it, I don't think I found it as funny as they were intending it to be. Mm. Um, and obviously the idea of... Uh, that being fat is somehow bad. And, you know, it's like, oh, Ryan Reynolds' worth didn't really shine through until he lost weight and became really, really handsome. And the same with Dusty as well, you know, like he's this awkward musician type who's got acne and it's like, you men would be like, oh, hideous. But then he has his glow up and he's like, oh, good. He's, you know, you have value now because you're handsome. And so there was some of that, but I, I feel like because it was, because it's so over the top, and sort of so absurd in places. It is almost self-effacing and it is as though it is taking the piss out of those things within itself. So it doesn't feel as offensive as some of the earlier films, like if you're looking at sort of the late 90s and the really early 2000s, like American Pie. So, I don't know, I just wasn't sure how to absorb all of it, I think. Mm. No, I, I would agree with that. I think, I think, Time has been kinder to it than it has been to other films like American Pie, but it but there is an element, there's a tongue-in-cheek element where it's almost sending itself up, like you say. So it's not, it's not as as sort of it's not as cruel. You know, there's there is there is other films which we've mentioned before where it's like they, they do laugh at, you know, disability or they laugh at like mm -hmm. let you say gay, you know, they, they use gay as a derogatory term and stuff like that, but it's nowhere near as bad as as some yeah. of the others. And I think I think even with the characters as well, and not to be this. Oh, I love this film so much, so I will defend it to the death. But um, like with 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 Dusty and and Ryan Reynolds' younger character, like they've not really given you much reason to feel sympathy for them. Mm. Like Dusty kind of comes into this, comes into Jamie's room to play this song that he just completely fumbles, and you just you just feel awkward for it. You just like, yeah. mate, leave, yeah. just leave, and then. Ryan Reynolds is just this this goofy sidekick who's wearing a best friend's forever t shirt. <laughs> and he just forever. like Forever. Yeah, and it's like nobody it's like the whole party, nobody's like teasing him because, oh, you're a fat loser. It's like we're teasing you, mate, because you're in love with this guy and you're wearing a best friend's forever t shirt and it's just embarrassing. So yeah. I just I like yeah, so I don't so yeah, a bit of a bit of a defense, Alice. 
You know, they're not, they're not teasing. <laughs> yeah, and I totally accept that. <laughs> no, I think you're right. And <laughs> but a lot of the times as well, they're not they're not painted as the most likable characters. No. And I feel like, and when you look at like Anna Faris's character, like she is so she's such a caricature and is it is so over the top and it is so satirical that you do think well is you know it, it is more of a almost more of a satirical take on those sort of things and on those kinds of stories and um, but yeah you're right like at the party at the beginning like they are taking the piss out of him because he's acting just really bizarrely yeah. and really obsessively and then he writes like those pages and pages of like of why I love Jamie and why <laughs> Jamie is the best and then they start reading him it's so funny because they start reading him on the top of the stairs and like everyone in the party has stopped to listen to this and they're all <laughs> laughing in unison just like your kind of worst nightmare at high school there is one more scene actually because Ali's talking about over the top scenes the whole scene where Nana when Anna Faris finds out and comes to expose Ryan Reynolds and just turns up at the house and completely demolishes the Christmas decorations. Mm. I love that. Gosh, she's, for me, she was the highlight, Anna Faris. Yeah, I love that whole scene because it's just, it's just this, up to that point, the film is kind of going the same way and then there's just this scene of total chaos that just comes out of nowhere and then even like the music they've got playing in the background, it's just kind of like a scene out of another film mm. that they've slotted into this film and then, the reindeer gets dragged down the street and drives away. Yeah, it's quite a nice action sequence in amongst in amongst the sort of comedy, the romantic in. comedy element of it all. Yeah, yeah. There was quite a bit of that, I thought, like with a lot of, with the sort of physical comedy and stuff. But yeah, that bit was... Because, I mean, just great to see that many Christmas decorations in a Christmas film anyway. And it was sort of quite nice and colourful and festive. And then to just see it all get destroyed, it's like almost satisfying <laughs> in like yeah. quite a dark way. <laughs> So uh, we'll move on to talk about the critical reception then. So before I tell you how it did, how, how do you think it sort of did critically, Jermaine? Uh, I'd say because of the time it came out, there was nothing. There's nothing unique about that film compared mm. to other films that came out around that era. So it'll probably scrape by. Like we said, the actors didn't do a bad bad job. They were all pretty funny. Anna Faris, I think this is one of her one of her better films. Mm. Ryan Reynolds, this is one of his better films of that era. Yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. it would I think it will get a passable a passable rating. Okay. Okay. Alice, what about you? Probably I would say you're probably looking within the sixes somewhere. Mm. Like if I if I was gonna mark it, I'd probably give it like quite a low six. I think Jermaine you, out of you 10. explained it <laughs> quite no out of a hundred. <laughs> it is out of ten. I think I think you explained it quite well though. Like it, it isn't really doing anything unique. Obviously it's a bit harder now because it came out in two thousand and five and sort of thinking about it in terms of it being 16 years old and everything that I've seen since then. Um, but yeah, it didn't It didn't feel unique. It didn't feel fresh. It was just kind of an interesting take on that genre, I think. Um, but with some great actors giving some great performances. And I thought they all had really good chemistry on screen as well, all of them. Like Ryan and his brother and the mum and Jamie. Even the couple whose name escapes me, but his old mates from school who I get married, like Clark, they're really Clark cute and, and endearing. Your name yeah. is Clark and Darla? <laughs> yeah, because she loves that for some reason. Um, so, but yeah, I think if like if I was going to mark it like a low a low six, I reckon. Okay, well, let's find out then. Yeah, so, yeah, I think I'd say the same six point four. Six point four. Well, to be precise, 
<laughs> Do you know what? That's we pretty, love precision. That's pretty accurate because on IMDb at the time of recording, it gets 6.2 out of 10. Ooh, so okay. you're getting close. And on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience give it 71%. Wow. And the critics give it 42%. Oh, hold on to your hats. 42%. 42%. So, yeah. I mean, I think that Rotten Tomatoes score tells you everything you need to know. It's not a film that's made for the critics. It's not, you know. No, definitely not. And that yeah. is, that's, you know, that's, you know, nearly 30% gap there between, between critics and audience. So for me, I'd say the critics are being quite harsh. And I did look through some of the reviews and I couldn't... I couldn't find anything they didn't like. It was just like, I just didn't think it was funny or it was just too by the numbers. You know what I mean? But I think for me, I think it's a good cut. It's a decent comedy that's a cut above the others that were released around the time because it's a bit more self-aware. I think all the cast are really good. And I think it is a tried and tested formula, but that's but it's tried and tested for a reason. You know, people like to see this sort of film because it's just escapist and it's disposable and it's easy and it's and it's funny so for me i i would say i'm gonna say underrated for that one what about you alice i I would probably say appropriately rated rated. i I would say that the audience score for me is is quite generous Mm. that's quite a generous score um the imdb one appropriate and then like the critics like i mean you know the, we know what I think about what the critics have to say, but I, you know, I don't blame them for for this one because it didn't. Like, I probably wouldn't rewatch it. Mm. Mm. So, Jermaine, you can have the deciding vote. Then, is it underrated? Oh, totally. There totally. we go. There we go. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can, yeah, I get the score. I get those scores. The audience score. I, I kind of disagree, Alice. I think that the audience score is a, is so high because I think if you watch it with a room of people. I think the whole room will laugh mm. and everyone in the room will leave that room thinking that was actually a really good film. And collectively, you'll all agree that it was a good film. So if you ask five people when they've left the room, did you like that? All five, I think, would say yeah. Okay. Strong. That's uh, that's very that's very strong. Very do, you strong think I like, do you think I like this film? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you, think, <laughs> do you think I have a thing for this film? I think you'd be, you'd get right in Just Friends too. But a, a 2021 totally version. Yeah. So, Jermaine, just quickly, is this is this quite in keeping with other films that you love? Is this something that is quite I, typical I, of what am, you watch? I am a total film fanatic. So there are really a type of film that I love. Like like I was saying, like to choose a film to speak to you guys about, it was it was so hard. I mean, how many messages did I send you, Josh? Oh, changing yeah. my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, <laughs> I just there was kept loads. changing my mind because there were so oh, no. many films. That I happens, could have sat though. here and spoke to you about. That happens like most of the Whenever we get a guest, it's always like, might do this. Oh no, might do this. And it's like, it's almost like we keep guests up at night and they're like, on the phone going, actually, no, no, that's, I can't do that. It's ridiculous. What a even even up until last night, I was thinking, <laughs> should I change? Should I change the film? Because there <laughs> well, are so you, many. Well, you can do another one. You'll have to come back on and do another one. Can't me. Love to. Definitely. <laughs> um, well, there we go. So another one for the underrated pile. Um, Jermaine, thank you very much for coming on. So where, oh, where, can everyone, where can everyone look out for your stuff? Well, you can catch me on my uh, evening show. I'm the evening show presenter at BBC Radio Merseyside. I'm on from 7 till 10, Tuesdays till Fridays. And uh, yeah, man, catch the show, great music, local chat. And uh, we just have a laugh, really. Get that on the on obviously the normal radio, BBC Sounds, all that Get sort that of stuff. Get BBC Sounds, uh, 95.8 FM if you're here in Merseyside. Oh yeah, just Jermaine Foster, BBC Sounds, and you'll catch me there. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. And uh, so, social medias and stuff like that, what do we look out uh, for? Gem, Gem Radio 1 on Twitter, you can catch me. 
And uh, Joe Fenster on Instagram, I'm like many people who think they are cool enough to have a fake name on Instagram. So, <laughs> you know, that's my alias is Joe Fenster. <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, mate. It's been a pleasure. and I, I, I love this, man. This is great. Thank you. Uh, so there we go. Um, another fantastic guest episode done. Thank you very much for Jermaine to coming on and for uh, reminiscing with Alice about the animals of Fatherwood. Um, the Game of Thrones of the great. animal oh, kingdom. I'm going to have to get... If, it, if it's all on YouTube, let's get that watched. We'll do a special. <laughs> no, I'm not... You better no. not be joking. You, well, you do, I, no, fine, fine. We'll do a... <laughs> Well, I'll I'll tell you what, I'll watch it all anyway. And then if you change your mind, I'll be ready. Um, well, if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast in the meantime, if you've got a film you'd like to suggest for us, um, it's filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, just filmsandthatpod. Uh, and the website's justfilmsandthatpod.com. Um, well, we'll be back next week for another episode. Uh, Alice, thanks very much for joining me as ever. Thank you, Josh. Pleasure as always. And it's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.